Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, greetings, greetings. Another edition of Revolutionary Voodoo. You only Oh, my God. 
quantum universally from this working temple of the House of the Divine Prince, Thai Potions, Hudu Central LLC, in this beautiful, historic, legendary, most enchanted, and some would say most haunted city in America, New Orleans, Louisiana. Historic Treme, Congo Square, the land of my ancestors and those who came before me along this hoodoo, obeya, life path, and journey, passing down the great opiate sticks, along with the knowledge of the life-giving earth roots, plants, rituals, spirits, traditions, and indeed, as our beloved Denise Augustine says and offers our sacred stories, indeed our sacred stories. I'm humbled to be in this created space. We indeed come together to create and recreate shared sacred space here virtually at high noon U.S. Central Standard Time. And I'm always honored by my co-hosts, my cousins, my listening and participating audience. Greetings, Bianca Williams, again, beloved S. Marie, Shemafia, Rothschild, forever faithful, Mrs. Jones. Greetings, Mrs. Jones. Me and Mrs. Jones, yes. <laughs> And, of course, our uh, beloved Armin and Grace, which is our uh, Iya Otan. And, of course, House of the Divine Prince Typhosis in Hulu Central. Uh, I'm sure my cousin, other cousin may be here uh, momentarily. If, it's, if he's not, all is a blessing. We know he's in the trenches and, indeed, uh, doing this work. So it's, it's a Wellness Monday. We're we checking in with each other. Of course, I'm sure you want to check in with me. And want to know what I've been up to in, in my absence, and I'm going to allow my uh, beloved uh, Sunshine O'Turn to open us up and bring us in and offer her greetings and salutations and what messages might rest in her book on this Monday morning. She's looking lovely in that wrap and color, honey. Yes, you bringing it. How you doing? We can't hear you now. Okay, Okay, so, 
Um, this is beautiful. Oh, wow, and it's happening right now. All right, let's get it. So, uh, she's with me, and there's some things that's coming that I need to do, business-wise, things to, you know, family-wise and stuff. And every time I turn around, when I feel a little bit like, you know, where you at, Aunt Connie, because uh, that that's her name, Aunt Connie, um, she lets me know. Now, she had, I was the only one of her nieces and nephews that she had a nickname for. Oh, this is so powerful. And uh, my Aunt Connie called me Sunshine. So, you know, I'm sitting here and I was just in prayer before the show. Okay. And I was having a conversation with my Aunt Connie. All right now. <laughs> okay, and I told her I need her to show up for me sometimes. You know, I said, just, you know, give me that push. And right at the beginning, you talking to me and out your mouth. <laughs> Comes the one word that she always called me. So, and uh, ooh, let's get it because I'm feeling it now. Oh, my God. I don't know what's coming today. And let's get it because I'm ready. I'm ready. And so is she. I'm ready. Come on now. Ooh, ooh. Listen, I don't know. Okay, I love you. Give me a moment. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what's coming today either. It's a wellness money, and, and indeed, I'm uh, seeking, enjoying, demonstrating uh, a degree of wellness. I know some of my regulars are like, you know, what is going on? Where have y'all been? Uh, we, we've been doing the work, and indeed, the work to continue to keep Mayor Cantrell uh, out of uh, Armstrong Park. Uh, out of the business of municipal auditorium um, is is still an ongoing effort. Uh, over the weekend, uh, Friday evening, we had a uh, private setting with uh, Delphiel Marcellus. Many of you are familiar with, with Marcellus, and and many of the other Marcellus uh, family members, uh, world-renowned, celebrated jazz family. Uh, Delphiel, uh, some of y'all know Delphiel from Sesame Street and a few other places, but. Uh, uh, he had his inaugural uh, Congo Square Festival, uh, and we first had a private setting with he and uh, the beloved Tanya Boyd, uh, Tanya Boyd uh, Cannon, who's a great uh, jazz singer here in, in New Orleans, in the New Orleans area, and, and world-renowned jazz singer. Uh, and then, of course, on Sunday, we culminated with uh, a community coming together if you will, and, and jazz set in Congo Square, along with the continued efforts of SOS Save Our Soul Coalition. I know some of you have already seen the videos and the posts in my social media, my IG, my IG, Divine Prince, Ty and Mecca, at IG, my Divine Prince, Ty and Mecca, at Facebook, uh, my The Divine Prince on Twitter, and some of you are, are beginning to see the videos that I posted in the last few hours on YouTube earlier today. We had a great time. We also got people to continue to contribute as volunteers, as activists, as, as participants in this continued uh, protection of what is sacred space, what is historic and legendary space, first free black community in America and indeed the birthplace of, of voodoo with four O's, indeed the birthplace of jazz, the birthplace of many flavors and tastes and, and ideas and philosophies and cultural nuances that we now have accepted as American, which indeed had their birthplace here in 
not only New Orleans, but more specifically in Congo Square. So that has been uh, quite a weekend, as you can imagine, um, and all the talking and passing out of flyers and uh, sharing the history and the story of Congo Square and why uh, both the local and the uh, non-local, the, the international audience, should be concerned and actively participating in this. I don't want you to feel as if you don't live in New Orleans so you can't have a voice. We indeed uh, invite you to sign the uh, petition, which I'm trying to copy and paste right now, <laughs> into the uh, chat. Just give me a moment here uh, to please sign the petition. Continue to sign the petition if you have not already done so. I need you to also uh, be aware that there is a uh, Survey also, Survey Monkey link that I'm shortly to share with you in the chat. If I can get my copy and paste here to work right. And we want your opinions about both locals, those of you who are local, those of you who got unfortunately sent away during Hurricane Katrina and have not returned to the city. Uh, you absolutely have a voice, have an opinion, have an uh, investment. And, and what happens in the municipal auditorium moving forward? I got it together, y'all. It's uh, coming up in your chat as we speak. So please align and sign the petition. Uh, and then a little further down, uh, there's the Survey Monkey link, which will help you to offer your suggestion, your opinion about what you would like to see happen in the municipal auditorium. And indeed, if you support us and you stand with us, then, then you certainly can say that. Uh, but it will give you an opportunity to share your uh, unadulterated opinions. I also included the new SOS Save Our Soul Coalition email uh, in this uh, most recent um, chat post, Treme SOS 2001, Treme SOS 2001 at gmail.com. So certainly, please continue to be a part, you know, of this movement. It's indeed becoming a, a great deal of, an, of a movement. Uh, there's never been a coalition of this type formed uh, across race, race ethnicity, uh, war that you might live in, the, the French Quarter interest, the Treme interest, the uptown interest, the downtown interest, and, and indeed the interest of those who love New Orleans and who visit New Orleans who support New Orleans, who tour in New Orleans frequently, regularly, consistently. So we indeed invite your continued participation. Know that this is not over. Know that this was not a one-time or, or a few events, and, and maybe they're beyond that now. No, we're not beyond it. I know sometimes you see some challenging information, <laughs> you know, sometimes in the media. Know that we're on it. Please take the word of SOS. If you have any questions, concerns about where we are in the process, contact SOS. I've included our contact information. Contact SOS. Hear it from, the, from the, the horse's mouth, as my grandmama used to say. Hear it from the voice of the community that's here on the ground. I, I open my door and, and look right out into the park every day. I can see the roof of the municipal auditorium from my stoop. I can see the trees in the parking lot from my stoop. I can see Mahalia Jackson from my stoop. So I would be one of the people as a local resident and investment 
owner in this community uh, would be affected as a cultural representative, a practitioner and representative of authentic traditional African religious systems. I would be most certainly invested as a member of Congress for Preservation Society. I will be invested as a member of Greater Jamaica Consortium. I'm invested as a member of, of SOS Coalition. I'm invested. So indeed, contact SOS if you have any questions or concerns about where we are in the process and what you can still do in terms of uh, assisting us in the volunteer effort. We also have a phone number. I haven't double-checked. Uh, I haven't uh, proofread uh, the brochure now. It, it was handed to me. <laughs> but the phone number is 504-264-3439. I've given you the new email address, TremaySOS2001 at gmail.com. Our SOS coalition offices are located at 814 North Robinson Street, 814 North Robinson Street. Many of you know that's right around the corner from me, right around the corner from Mambo Marie. And we certainly appreciate your virtual support because we don't expect everyone to be physically involved, to be here in the city involved, but most certainly your social media support. Keep your commentaries public. Keep your criticisms public. Make your videos. Make your posts. Share them. And by all means, tag Mayor Cantrell, by all means, tag City of New Orleans, by all means, tag the city council members who are active and who are present with us in the fight, like the beloved Christian Palmer and, and Helena Moreno and, and the unanimous city council members who voted in support of us, keep their nose to the grindstone, make sure they don't forget where we're going, but also as we move toward these fall elections for non-locals. Understand that we're heading towards the re-election of both mayor and city council. So we need to keep this present. Um, greetings, Mom, if I didn't say see you before. Greetings, beloved. Did I miss my mom in the chat? Oh, I sure did. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we appreciate all of you all's continued, consistent support, love, activism, hands-on participation as it relates to our uh, continued efforts. And then, of course, we got to hear some great jazz. Oh, my goodness, we got to hear some great jazz. Um, Mrs. Jones, yes, um, it can be shared to Facebook. It is already shared um, on my page on Facebook, Divine Prince Tyamecca. Divine Prince Tyamecca on Facebook, but you're welcome to share and reshare in all social media platforms, we need this information to be moved and, and continue forward um, as much as possible. I didn't put my dot there, gmail.com, but y'all understand. Y'all know what it is. <clears throat> so we welcome you. We appreciate you. It is indeed Wellness Monday. We o open the mic. We open the webcam to your questions or comments, your, your requests. Your commentary, Chef Bougie, greetings, beloved. Alexis Williams, come on in. Uh, the beloved Arisha, I'm sure she's somewhere near. She's at least an earshot, I'm, I'm sure. Come on in this Wellness Monday. How y'all doing? Yes, indeed. Man, I met artists. I met authors. Uh, and I'm going to share some of them, if you will allow me. Uh, there's a, a great woman 
in the city. Her name is Willetta Ferdinand. She's author and director of the Jack Conrad 1887 Thibodeau Massacre Foundation. You know, I'm always talking about, you know, maroonage and uprisings. You know, the maroonage and uprisings here north of the border didn't get the great deal of credit that we give Nanny of the Maroons, that we give, you know, uh, the Brazilian uh, community and family, that we give other regions of Central and South America. We indeed never bowed down. We indeed never refused to give up. We indeed never stopped fighting. And we had maroon, maroon camps. We had well over 200 maroon camps right here in the the New Orleans, what we now know as New Orleans uh, region, regional uh, area. And so we want to acknowledge uh, the Jack Conrad 1987 Thibodeau Massacre Foundation, author and, and directed by Will Letta Ferdinand. She has e-books available on Amazon. Uh, she's a local member of our community, uh, of course, and indeed. Uh, she has a project called The Last Walk. Check that out on Amazon. She has some really colorful and beautiful uh, uh, historic and picture books of Mardi Gras Indians here in, in New Orleans, black masking Mardi Gras Indian culture from before Hurricane Katrina. So this book is full of pictures from 1960, 70, 1980, 1990, pre, predating Hurricane Katrina. She has another one called The Last Walk. This one is uh, black and white, but still just as fabulous. I think this is primarily 1997 to 2004, again, predating Hurricane Katrina, and it is representative of the black masking culture and tradition. You hear us talk about a whole lot on this show. Uh, Baby dolls, skull and bones, um, masking Mardi Gras Indians, our second line crews, our uh, jazz funerals, uh, what we call second lines, first and second lines here, uh, which are part of our jazz funeral community. And for my TikTok followers, the Divine Prince on TikTok. Y'all often see my uh, second line because it's just easy to post second line videos to TikTok. TikTok is for folks with, you know, a creative but short attention span, typically 30 seconds or less. So, you know, a, a good jazz band and them stepping, high stepping on the streets of New Orleans, you know, gets a lot of play in TikTok. I have videos that have uh, upwards of 300,000 views on TikTok of just jazz funerals and second lines and it gives us the opportunity to again re-educate people about uh, what a jazz funeral is what a new orleans second line is uh, and of course what does that have to do with voodoo you know and i have to explain what what that's all about you know so i appreciate uh the work that um i don't want to mispronounce her name will letter ferdinand will letter one of them old southern names and <laughs> And further than that, I think that's a, a, a Spanish Creole day. I want to give credit to, indeed, her work. I also want to acknowledge Mecca Essential, M-E-C-C-A, Essential, E-S-S-E-N-T-I-A-L. Mecca Essential, I didn't get her card. The best thing I could do was tear it off of her bag. Mecca Essential. And they had all the beloved bath sauce with shea butter, soap, scrubs, incense, and not just the stuff that you normally see at a fair 
Oh, baby, they was trying to work hard. And Ruth told me why. <laughs> I picked out a few items, you know, the Gardenia and the Master uh, Hyden. Uh, oh, I can get them in front of the camera. Yes, she had the various, you know, fragrant bath salts and bath beads and uh, patchouli soap and uh Oh my goodness, the sandalwood, the sandalwood soap. She had me hooked, but but while I'm hooked on the smell, they, these two sisters start reading, honey, and they and, and they started describing aspects of personality and and flavor and, and what you might be needing and what you might be working on. So check them out. That's metaessential.com, local uh, owned, black owned businesses local to here in New Orleans. And, of course, you all know I support Treme Coffee House right here at St. Philip and, and Treme. They are indeed uh, some sponsors of my house. They're indeed sponsors of uh, Miss Gloria's Garden. And I don't want to neglect Miss Go- Gloria. She's having a sit and sip. Uh, I believe it's on Saturday. Let me pull that up. Give me a second, y'all. Miss Gloria's Garden. You all are aware of Miss Gloria. You all know I have my own garden, but I'm also uh, active in the community garden. I have two right here on my block, uh, both maintained and, and operated primarily by myself and Miss Gloria and her daughter and her husband and many other people who are uh, active in, in, in the community who know the importance of fresh produce, fresh herbs, fresh vegetables. So rain, rain, go away. The new date is Tuesday, not Saturday, Tuesday, August 10th. So that's tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. Jazz in the Garden Fest is $15 by Cash App. It's uh, also uh, Wednesday, August 4th, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. They will have food, fun, and drinks. It will, of course, be set in our beautiful community garden. Tomorrow, Jazz in the Garden with the amazing Israel music from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Great uh, uh, reggae cultural performers here in in the beautiful city of New Orleans. And due to the increase of the COVID-19 variants, of course, we're asking that everybody wear a mask and be prepared to, you know, social distance yourselves and uh, be extra careful. Uh, but we will be outdoors. We will be in, in the garden, and you'll be able to even sit as far out as the sidewalk or even the street if you want, uh, and, and you'll be at a safe distance. And, again, there will be food, fun, and drinks. You can visit Miss Gloria, Ms. Ms. Gloria Kitchen. She has two pages, Miss Gloria's Garden, and she has a Miss Gloria's Kitchen. So visit her, Miss Gloria's Kitchen on Instagram, and you can see the poster that I'm pulling the, the information from. You can also get her cash at that dollar sign Miss Gloria Garden. Dollar sign Ms. Gloria Garden. M-S-G-L-O-R-I-A-G-A-R-D-E-N. Uh, and if y'all have seen Miss Gloria, uh, you know she sells the garden. <laughs> I think Miss Gloria might be 70. She might be 72, but Miss Gloria acts every bit of 35. She'll look every bit of 35. 
So uh, you know that <laughs> what we clipping and cutting it and, and, and deep rooting in that garden is actually working on her and me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful. So we appreciate your support and your participation. And if you're local or you plan to be in the area, come on out, come on out. We certainly do appreciate you. And uh, just like my beloved Oton, I got your back too, boo. And, and, and I got that of the community. So thank you kindly. Greetings, um, Denise Preston. Good morning, beloved. Thank you so much for joining with us. Thank you, uh, Mrs. Jones. She's on my page. Um, you're on what, my Facebook page? If you're on my Facebook, forgive me, you're going to see a lot. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, what's her name? Was on TikTok. Oh, on TikTok. Um, okay, this advertisement isn't on my TikTok, but certainly um, all my uh, second lines and my community videos are on TikTok. Give me a second. Yeah, it's The Divine Prince. The Divine Prince, one word on TikTok, The Divine Prince. I'm usually good on these personalized URLs. I'm not sure yet how that works on TikTok. So I'm sharing the link that I have. So I don't know if that's a personalized link that only I can use or if that's a link that everybody else can use. So try that for me, Miss Jones. Try that link I just popped in, and let me know if that actually works. Um, and if it does, great. If it doesn't, I'm going to have to figure out how that works. It, it might be TikTok.com forward slash The Divine Prince. That's what I would so assume. But naturally, I haven't tried it because I've only been on TikTok briefly. So just check that out and let me know if that works for you. So I'm, again, always honored and grateful to not only be a demonstration of authentic New Orleans, hoodoo, voodoo, root work, conjure, but also the, 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 the culture of performance, the culture of food, the culture of dance, the culture of community that also goes hand in hand with these traditions. Some of my older, long-term listeners have heard me say many times, you cannot operate in these traditions in isolation. Otan, I'm sure, would support me in that. You can't operate an E5, really, in isolation, not authentically, not truly authentically. Much like you can't be, you know, a member of a family, you know, and you're not operating authentically within the dynamics of your family. And I understand that that's problematic for many people in, in 2021. I understand that's problematic for America, you know, in, in a great deal. I can't speak for my international audience. I can't speak to what degree the dynamic of the family has broken down in other countries, but it's certainly an issue uh, for us here in, in, in America, black and white. Uh, the dynamic of me, myself, and I, in, in many cases, supersedes family, village, community, shared support, uh, collective work and responsibility. I've been pulling out all these Kwanzaa <laughs> philosophies in the last 24 hours. Collective work is a responsibility. And so not only do we seek to, to build inroads in our community as spiritual people, enlightened people, conscious people, we're also called to do that work in our families. 
And some of y'all gritting y'all teeth right now. I, I know, because that was me once upon a time. You gritting your teeth. You ain't trying to think about mama, daddy, nobody else. You know, me and my mother have shared our, our ourselves raw about what we've lived through and endured and have healed through and have evolved from. And if you need an update, go back and get her book, A Letter to My Sisters, A Letter to My Sisters by Vonsell Savage. You can get it on Amazon for the low, low. Check it out. <laughs> her story is there. So a bit of my story is there as well. So I understand shadow work when it comes to family, you know, and often when we're doing ancestral work and divination, we're working with Egungu and Galete and, 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 and uh, the many other uh, aspects of ancestral masquerade throughout the various um, ethnic groups, cultural ethnic groups of West Africa that made its way into our cultural nuances here in America, you have to address shadow work in doing ancestral work. It it goes hand in hand. It's it's a given. How do we thus acknowledge the the Marcus Garvey, the Mahalia Jackson, the, you know, Louis Armstrong, the Malcolm X without acknowledging their story, without indeed acknowledging their legacy, And, and some of us picking up that work picking up the banner, becoming the new activists, the new revolutionaries, the, indeed the descendants of our collective ancestors who go on to do the work now in a new way, in a new dispensation, under new conditions, indeed with the very blood of those ancestors coursing through all of our veins, under the sound of my voice. And so, indeed, we all have have atonements to make within the dynamics of our family, most certainly across race and ethnic groups in America. We all have atonements to make within the dynamics of our uh, family. But uh, we also uh, have atonements to make within the dynamics of our communities, uh, of of the society, this shared society that we we live in. Um, I know we like to think that we somehow live in abject isolation too. Uh, what was the song from the 70s, Stevie Wonder? Um, remember when you say you're in it but not of it? Uh, I'll be loving you. That, that, yeah. I know we like to say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm Muslim, I'm Rasta, I'm Voodoo, I'm Ifa, and I'm just here, you know, and, and we don't vote or we don't participate in, in the dynamics of politics, but, you know, Religion is inherently political. Unfortunately, ethnocultural religion and tradition is inherently political in, in the dynamics of the nation that we live in here in the U.S. I've heard tell that it might be happening in other nations as well. And so, you know, leaving your house looking the way, you know, me and Otan is looking is inherently political for many people, and not just for mainstream society, but for many black people. You know, uh, you often get more of a response sometimes from other black people, you know, whereas many other ethnic groups just see, you know, a a pretty colorful person in in, in a colorful outfit and and they kind of resonate, whether they be from Asia, they, they get it and they don't even think, you know, they don't process it. That processing is what makes the 
brand of racism and white supremacy in America unique. It's, it, it's what keeps the conversation so complicated with people who are listening to us right now in other countries who don't always get it, who don't always quite understand, well, what's the black-white thing about? Because we often say black-white. We often limit it to black-white, and, and we don't understand that in doing so, we deny all the ethnic nuances of this journey that affect many people. Uh, if you are doing your ancestry and you looked in the Mississippi, and you're from central Mississippi, uh, the, the Mississippi Delta, you know, and you ain't checked in in a while, you, you, or you still got some older folk from those, from those towns, I want you to call them after this show and ask them how many Asians do they know. And you're going to find out in many of those towns, it's an Asian store that's been in many of those towns 80, 100, 110 years. I was shocked to learn that as an adolescent. I was shocked to learn that as a 20-something, the dynamic of their being engraved and ingrained in the black community and in the farming community. Not just in California. We, we almost assume it in California, but, you know, California farmers are decidedly American. But when you think about it in the South, you know, and then you look at the stores, because my town, where my family and people's from, ain't got but one store. It's got one stop sign, and it's got one store. <laughs> you, you, you know, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am, and it's got a, a, a jug joint. You know that my that my family still run. Yes, ma'am. So if you don't know where you're going, if you don't know where you've been, you know you're gonna miss this town in a blink. You you miss it because you you're gonna go from cotton fields to a stop sign to cotton fields. You're going to go from cornfield to the store to cornfield. Now, we got a hand car wash at, at, that, at that one little crossroad in the south. <laughs> we got a hand, not an automatic car wash, a hand car wash, which, as you can imagine, is, is a major social gathering. It, it might as well be a club. That they, the kids hang out. The adults hang out. They wash their car. They clean their fish. Yeah, they clean their fish at the hand car wash, and then they can spray it. You ain't got to take the, you know, the scales home, you know. Now, I'm not suggesting y'all do that. These companies might get upset at y'all. But, yeah, you know, um, it's right at what used to be a a high water creek. Uh, Global warming, many of the wet areas in that region aren't as wet as they used to be, but you used to have to cross a little creek going in and out of this compound where this car wash is, for folks who know, just from the few signs I've given where I'm talking about. Yeah, and you could get crawfish out of that little creek. You get them old mud fish, catfish out of body. Oh, yes, back in the day, the 60s, the 70s, the 50s, yes, ma'am. Today, it's gotten too, the water level's gotten too low. It's gotten too acidic. For you to fish there. Now you have to drive, you know, a quarter of a mile from your house if you live in that region of Mississippi. And you can either find a mud hole, but you can drive much further and, and find a pond, find a stream, you know, and, and a little bit further. And when I say a little bit further, under 40 minutes, you know, to the river, to the Mississippi River, you know, or many of its outlets, you know, that go into some of these rural farming communities. Uh, and that's, for them, that's that's the life, baby. I mean, they get up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. They, 
coffee on. I mean, they they chattering like kids. You know, these these fishermen and women. You know, it's their excitement, and they're out there at the crack of dawn, and usually by breakfast, by the time I'm waking up, you got fish and grits, you know, and something smelling up the house, you know, on the stove, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, because by noon, the heat in the sun is brutal. And I know my cousin Oloye likes to say, oh, I know I'm from Africa when I, when I talk about the heat. And the sun, but baby, if you ain't been in that Mississippi Delta heat, this Louisiana humidity, you you might not have a clue. Uh, that Georgia humidity, you you might not have a clue the dynamic of what our ancestors endured, so that we could survive, endured so that we could eat, endured so that we could have you know resources and, and the things we needed to survive, uh, to be here. Yes, indeed. So. Um, I'm always grateful for those trips into the country, into the ruralness of America, uh, into the past, into the present for many people still. Yes, indeed, but uh, I'm not going up there to have it. <laughs> that wouldn't be the place to have that kind of fundraiser. Now, fundraiser here locally, yeah. Here in town, yeah. Fish fry, car wash. That would be very popular in New Orleans, baby. Yes, ma'am. That would be very popular. Great idea. I have to pass that on to SOS. The SOS Save Our Soul Coalition. That would be a very popular idea. Just, you know me. Don't let me forget. Cheryl, if you're listening, don't let me forget about the car wash fish fry. That's a great idea. And particularly outdoors, because nobody's trying to do a whole lot of cooking in the heat of the summer. Of course, we're always on hurricane watch in deep water. And nothing better in the summer sometimes than a nice hot fish sandwich. Yes, Hot sauce, a mustard, yes, sir. And get your car wash. $5 fish sandwiches. Come on now. People are good on that. Charging $6.57. They get a fish sandwich and a can of soda. And generic information about the history, the context of, of voodoo, you know, it's dynamic, of course, here in, 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 in the southern regions of America, now all over America, absolutely. If it's uh, personal, then you need to email me uh, at divineprince at houseofthedivineprince.com, and I'll be more than happy to address your question, comment, or concern. And you're also welcome to follow the StreamYard link at the bottom of your screen and turn on your webcam and your mic. Oh, there and, and join us from Scotland with your uh, question and comment as well. So what, what is your question in which you would be seeking advice? We've Curious minds wants to know. <laughs> so you can type it in the chat or you can, again, turn on your webcam, your mic, and bring that here to the audience. I never want to neglect my faithful blog talk radio audience, uh, for indeed, without them, I wouldn't be here. Uh, I started this journey, um, I believe, back in 2008. Uh, I was indeed listener on blog talk radio in 2005, shortly after 
you know, Hurricane Katrina. We had nothing else to do. Of course, the uh, Block Talk Radio platform was brand new back then. Uh, and, and may she rest in a room. Queenie Fama was still alive and, and many others. And, and it was just a hot mess on Block Talk Radio back then. People wanted to argue about Arishas back then. People wanted to argue about Lukumi and Voodoo back then. Uh, people were still trying to delegitimize Voodoo back then. Uh, and, and many of you of a certain age uh, would not have been in this audience now if it were not for the teeth cutting that took place uh, in social media, Yahoo 360, Blog Talk Radio, uh, MySpace, uh, Black Planet even, uh, back in 2003, 2004, 2005. Uh, I started doing my own broadcast in Blog Talk Radio in the year of 2008, December 2008, so I would have been, um, uh, I would have still been in Memphis, Tennessee at that time, still trying to figure out how I was going to make my way back to um, to New Orleans. So I, I always have to acknowledge my uh, blog talk radio uh, audience. Alpine Blaze got into all, all magic after astro projecting since he was 18. He's now 39. And when people cross me, something bad would happen to them. That is not necessarily um, just akin to to magic. Um, indeed, I know people of various religious beliefs and persuasions that would probably acknowledge that, that degree of um, experience. I'm just noticing how chalky my lips are. So bear with me. Yeah, I would know some Christians, some Muslims, some Buddhists that might indeed share um, a similar experience. I think there is a degree of uh, karmic and universal magic that's just natural to nature. Sometimes we try to separate voodoo from nature. And indeed, the two go hand in hand. Ephi and nature go hand in hand. Magic and nature go hand in hand. If we think about the history of um, alchemy, if we think about the history of Heka and ancient Egyptian magic, we have to acknowledge there has always been an indigenous acknowledgement of magic and nature going hand in hand. So I think there's a natural magic if we have to call it that, that's inherent in just goodness in people, goodness in society, goodness in in humanity that can cover you, that can protect you, that can afford you a a degree of uh, natural karmic retribution when you are particularly aggrieved in some way. I I don't believe in sort of bad things happening to people just because you offended. We all get offended over stuff. We all get in our feelings over stuff. Uh, and I think sometimes because of cartoons, movies, entertainment, TV, we're a little lax with the, with our idea of, of magic and, and, and indeed retribution. And there are those among us who, you know, have suffered grave indignities, grave abuse, you know, rape, molestation, physical violence, you know, emotional, spiritual 
uh, violence, bondage, persecution, you know, who, who indeed would, would desire in some cases, expect in some cases, a degree of retribution, would like to see, you know, even if they can't admit it out of their mouths, you know, I, I want to see something bad happen to someone who's done something particularly harmful to me or to my children, you know, or to my, or to my community. And so I dare say that if, you know, God or magic even worked at the whim of our egos, there wouldn't be no humanity. Humanity wouldn't be here. <laughs> you know, I don't want to mislabel any groups. I won't start calling out names, religions, ethnic groups, cultures. But, but we all can use our imagination. We, we know there are people and places and groups and entities that would like to see other people, places, groups, entities wiped out the face of, of the map. And still we stand, still, still we be present. You know, so if ego got into the way, um, that kind of magic, you know, uh, alpine would just be all over the place. But I do believe that there's a, a divine and, and, and even not just divine, but even an ancestral magic, voodoo, call it what you will, that, that retribution, divine retribution might be a safer phraseology for you, uh, for a listener. Um, that happens when particular people are, are aggrieved. Now, when we start using words like luck and bad luck, again, these can be very generalized terms. Uh, luck means different things to different people. Um, particularly people outside of, of voodoo, outside of Ifa, luck takes on a whole nother understanding in the West uh, from how we view aj, which is the Yoruba word for luck, uh, or, or a, com- uh, a comparable Yoruba word for luck. But um, even that is highly speculative as to who might be, add that L-Y, lucky, as opposed to who might be cursed or feel darkness over them or, or feel like no matter what I do, what no matter what I try, no matter what I put my hand to, I'm always, you know, up against the block. And, and personally, as a professional, I hear that every day. Every day I have at least one or two people who I'm talking to in consultation who use that language. And put your foot on the brake. I'll, I'll, I'll be, hold up. Let's, let's hold up. Snatch that back out of the air while you still have an opportunity. Now, if you meant to say that, then let's be clear about it. But, again, especially in the West, we, we throw around, I got bad luck. You know, if I didn't have bad luck, I wouldn't have luck at all. We hear that in the black community. Yeah, uh-huh. Stuff like that that we say that only feeds the idea that somehow we are lucky or somehow unlucky or somehow the next person you know, who, who, it, who it appears to you, good things are all, oh, something good always happened in the old time. She always smiling. Her kids always doing something good. I don't know who she thinks she is. Well, you know, where she gets, you know, you, y'all know how folks do, you know. And so it, that idea of I'm somehow not as blessed as you is a figment of their imagination. It's not necessarily, you know, factual reality uh, as God would perceive it, if he's looking at all of us in a collective course, you know, now who's more luckier, who's more blessed? You know, we add humanity to it. So 
I feel very cautious. And my regular listeners know this, Alpine. This isn't just for you. They used to hear me say stuff like this. I'm very cautious about sort of the idea that we direct the curse, that somebody cursed you, you know, and, and, and people who run with that as, as truth, you know, without looking at what's your evidence, what's your scientific basis for, what's your, your well-groomed experience basis for being, you know, uniquely blessed or somehow uniquely cursed more so than the other. So I think there's a natural magic that happens that's in nature, and it's in the water, it's in the, it's in the food, it's in the foods you eat. It's, so it's natural to the plants, to, to the trees, to the ground. So, of course, it is tampered with when it's in processed foods. But for those of us who tend to pay more attention to the organic nature, the natural nature of what we eat, what we drink, how we live, the air we breathe, the energy that we inhale and exhale, the energy that we share and project, <coughs> Excuse me, not just on others, but also on ourselves, can show up as a natural form of magic where some people will appear to be luckier than others. And indeed, others would appear to somehow not be able to make a move to the left or the right without somehow always getting caught, you know, in their stuff. And, and there's always a lesson for all of us to, to learn, no matter which side of the moment you're on. There's always a lesson for us to, to learn. Uh, for those of you who do psalm work, and you work magic from the book of Psalms and from the book of Proverbs, uh, there, there are whole sections there that begin and end with, check me first, make sure my hands are clean first. And I'm obviously you know, improvising the wording, but, you know, Check me first. Make sure my hands are clean first. Be sure that I haven't, you know, caused offense. Be sure that I haven't, you know, planted the seed. Be sure that I haven't been the source, you know, of the ill, the darkness, you know, the negativity, you know. And indeed, those psalms even, those proverbs even, have the wording that would suggest a retributive nature. But retribution being in the hands of, of God or some greater power uh, than ourselves. So I'm just offering that it, it's also embedded, I believe, in, in, in the very nature of, of, of earth and, and creation. So indeed, there are um, scenarios that we all experience, and particularly those of us who um, keep detailed journals of, of our spiritual journey. Uh, I was also a bullied kid as a child. I think there's something to that as well, people who are particularly uh, picked out to be picked on, uh, uh, even the the magical book quotes of scripture, uh, uh, the, the lowest will be the high and the high will be the low, the first will be the last and the last will be the first. So yeah, I think that that's not just religion, it's not just magic, that's not just voodoo. But I do believe it's a product of nature. And and when we're aware of that, uh, I'm sure Greenpeace and, and all the green people would love to hear this. Um, indeed, I believe we are also affecting climate change. We're also affecting our weather. We we, we affect storms. Uh, some of us in this audience believe that uh, the mid-Atlantic slave trade has everything to do with the, the mid-Atlantic uh, hurricane 
structure and how hurricanes follow that same dimension, that same pattern. Now, now you might say, well, it's coincidental to the fact that those very trade winds that would blow a ship from West Africa to the Americas and and then up towards, you know, you you might think that coincidental, but I think that, again, there are flows of energy in nature, grid lines uh, that travel along with these trade winds and other movements in the water and the air and the lava underneath that indeed affect our whole body, meaning the earth with an understanding that we are one whole body. The plants, the earth, uh, the, the, the dirt, the rock, the minerals, the humanity, the, you know, one is really no more important or less important than the other. We really need the whole for our own survival, you know. So I think there's a natural power there. There's a natural magic that happens uh, there. Um, yeah, now, beloved, you got a lot more to say. I, again, I would certainly appreciate you um, joining in, turning your cam on. Uh, it's hard for me to kind of read everything and um, and stay on track with the show as well. We had a question from uh, Goat Rider. He says, is astral projection a part of the standard duty or purpose of teaching? Astral projection um, would be a part of standard teaching for me in my house. Uh, I'm not being facetious. I'm being very specific. Um, being almost a ha- well, I'm almost uh, six decades old. Um, I've had a lot of experience, and Otan has had hands-on, on-the-ground experience with, with IFA uh, in West Africa and here in the States. Um, I would say that it's not necessarily something that is singled out to be taught in any particular elay, any particular house. I mean, come on, people are already just having enough of a struggle. I'm having enough of a struggle at my age, in my experience, with just the language. Otan is is way better at the accent than I am. It rolls off Otan's tongue much more fluently than mine. And I say some of the same stuff every day, all the time, over and over and over. You know, so, you know, um, there's so many other components that Lukumi is trying to teach you about their protocol. There's so many other components about Nago tradition, about Osogbo or Oyo, Nigeria, that you're learning you know, as Otana Oloye uh, have done, you know, often words, particularly words that we associate in English and in the West don't often come up in the conversation, you know, right away. And and this is a bit controversial what I'm getting ready to say, but I've said it before. You know, they're just now beginning to really realize the value. They, West Africa, Nigeria, Ghana, Cameroon, the value of the of the Black American audience. So just the idea that they're even thinking of, I'm waking up today to, to acknowledge uh, uh, Shango and, and Oya, to what degree am I thinking about my descendants, my ancestors, my cousins, my brothers and sisters who got carried away in the Middle Passage? That's a new concept. Even now when I interact with West Africans in social media, that's one of my top five questions. What do you know about the Middle Passage? 
What did you learn in school about your enslaved uh, uh, relatives? What do you know about slavery? And so that's, that's still, unfortunately, contextually new. So when we start talking about things like astral protection and projection and shadow magic and candle magic and, you know, most ethnic groups, not just in West Africa, around the world, aren't using that language, aren't thinking about those philosophies, those ideas, those are very Western-like notions. However, they are absolutely present and embedded in all the traditions. If you're talking about mounting, if you're talking about being mounted by Loa, if you're talking about being mounted by Orisha, if you're talking about active possession in a ceremony, you know, um, absolutely all sorts of what we would otherwise call uh, psychic phenomenon, spiritual phenomenon is taking place. Um, even quantum metaphysical phenomenon is taking place. But not a whole lot of language is given to that. And even in the church, you know, not a whole lot of language is given to what's going on in a sanctified ceremony, in an evangelical demonstration. And I'm talking about when it's legitimate, you know, when people are falling out and speaking another tongue and Casting out, there's no instruction given to that. So there's no shade, there's no vanity. I'm not being fresh. You know, when I say we do, my house does, but that's why I'm the divine prince. And that's why PBS and Nat Geo and his channel, Discovery Channel, that's why they want to see me. Um, because that it's not. And I am being gifted by way of God and the ancestors and spirit, a unique, what I believe to be a unique perspective, first gifted to us, the descendants of the diaspora, to ensure that we have a, a smooth entryway into our traditions, much like it's gifted in Puerto Rico or Panama or Guyana, and, and make sure that what we have here is acknowledged, but also that it is relative to our presence. Uh, I say result-oriented work right now, right here in this present moment um, in time space, because we are right now people. We are living a right in this present moment reality. I don't care how uh, repatriative your mindset is, right now we here. Unless you listen to me from Ethiopia or Ghana, right now we here. And so I'm, I'm, I'm right now oriented, but yeah, I go into word detail about all sorts of things, um, astral projection, dreams, dream interpretation, because all these things are uniquely individual. Uh, we think them to be something that we could sort of get in the catalog book, like the dream books that I remember, the 1970s. You know, uh, and even among what we used to call wives' tales, you know, oh, baby, I had a dream of fish, you know, somebody in this house pregnant, you know, which one of you young girl, you know, and that was common in the black community back in the day, but everybody don't dream fish, and everybody don't dream fish in the same way. All of y'all dreaming and claiming y'all seeing mommy Watson and give me y'all and whatnot, y'all must, y'all must got a house full of kids. You know, because y'all dreaming fish, right? Y'all dreaming of fish. So I think dream symbolism, dream language, spiritual language is very unique. And so you have to keep a journal. 
you have to keep a diary. You have to keep a, a detailed understanding of what you're dreaming, what you think, the, the kind of stuff that happens to you. And then your, your learned association about seeing something, hearing something, and then something actually happening, you know, on the ground. Even when we look at European stories, even when we look at fictional stories, even Harry Potter, you know, grimoires, black books, you know, um, Charmed. You know, I grew up on watching Charmed in the 80s. Or was that the 90s? The 90s. Charmed. The original Charmed. The 90s. You know, they had a book. I can't remember the name of their magical book, but they had a magical book. You know, so... Okay, a grimoire. So that's about keeping track of your... Your journey has to be important enough that you keep track of it. And let me be clear. I first learned this from my evangelical Christian mother who journals, who writes, who studies, and then writes about her study, you know, who's got more than one dictionary, who's got more than one biblical thesaurus, who's got more than one biblical dictionary, you know, who, who does a study. That, that's the background I came up, I, you know, came up out of. So it's not just yeah. about witchcraft or magic, but anybody who's serious about this spirit walk, you're documenting that. And so in so, you're learning certain rhythms, certain seasons, certain cycles. You know, as women, you, you know your cycle, right? You know when it's late, right? You know when something's off, right? You know, but you had to learn that. Now, now maybe you didn't write it down, but you, you, you started practicing that from as early as possible. You, you started noting and so I'm sure many of you can point to dates and seasons and yeah, so we have to address our spiritual walk similar. Also, um, I wanted to um address uh Alpine Blade directly. Um one of the things I believe as uh Sister Shamafia was mentioning that you can do, um at times our spiritual walk can be a little frightening, especially when we have no understanding of our gifts and we're watching certain things manifest or we're seeing things happen that we have no idea where they came from. Um, it's nothing to fear. The key is you've been acknowledging a lot over the span of a large amount of time. Now there is kind of saying, okay, you've been kind of flying by the seat of your pants and it's time to zero in on that. So what you're being guided, what you're being pushed to do is a seat guidance so you can get an understanding of your gift. One of the suggestions that was given is something that Divine, as well as myself and Baba Aloye, uh, stresses with these journaling. Because that is one of the very key things to begin to understand your gift, to understand how spirit talks to you, works through you, and how things manifest and, and come to be. It's not about being afraid of it. Because it's no need to fear it. That is what divine and what? Come on with it. That's an illusion. So fear is false evidence appearing real. Um, that's you stepping into, uh, stepping out of your comfort zone. And now you're going to have to learn how to get a handle on it. So my suggestion again first is to journal. Write down different things. Even if it's things that happened in the past, start to write them down. You don't have to remember whole chunks of everything, the bits that you do remember, 
write them down. Over time, as you review the things in the notes that you have written down, they will begin to weave themselves together and piece together for you so you will get your understanding of how to work through you and for you. And it will also help you to define your gift. If you would like, um, you may also want to consider getting with someone you trust, a spiritual, some kind of diviner, or someone that can do a reading and help guide you in the direction that you would need to go to hone your gift, to make sure that you're walking in the path and in the destiny that you set before you came here. So sometimes, as things get more intense, as you said you 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 said you were afraid, um, sometimes that spirit's way or some, sometimes your ancestors' way of getting your attention going, hey, you need to get this together. No, go that way. And it's pushing you in the direction that you need to be. And at this point, you're now seeking guidance because you're like, okay, stuff is happening. I've long since let go of the possibility of coincidence. That's not a thing for me anymore. It's basically you seeing certain things that are being put in your path. And to you, sometimes you're going, man, that kind of looks like it's lining up like that. That can't be it. Don't second guess yourself. You need to look at what's there. Dive deep in the directions, the pushes that you're feeling as you're going forward in this direction. Look where you ended up now. You are in a place now where you can connect with people that are trying to help guide you in the way that you can step up and figure out how your gifts work, how they work for you, how spirit speaks to you, and thus works through you. As far as it being good or bad, if you said you wanted it to channel it for good or bad, that choice is yours. You determine the actions. You have to remember that. As uh, before words, a lot of people say, watch what you say. But words are first created as what? Thoughts. So, positive thinking, meditation, deep breathing, things of that nature, and always making sure to check yourself first. And it's all part of doing the work. It's not going to come overnight. It may seem a little daunting or a little frustrating at first. But if you keep at it, I can promise you you will see the results, but you have to be clear in your intention. Honest, because I'm going to tell you something, even if you mean to do harm, you can't hide that spirit anyway. Um, but just these are just a few things I would like to encourage you um, and hopefully put you on the path or to get you in the direction in which you need to go for things to kind of smooth out and to get you comfortable and in understanding and get you uh, in a direction in which you need to go. So I hope that does help. Um, Peace, love, and light on your journey. You're always welcome here. We appreciate you listening and, and, and joining in. And absolutely, please do come back. Uh, Divine, do you want to add anything? Uh, yeah, I just, you know, I agree with everything that you said. Um, I just want to, you know, how you write a journal is, is, is as individual as a person writing a journal and where they are uh, in their journey. You know, you start with simple things, the dates. You know, some people are indeed looking at and keeping up with, you know, the astrology of a thing. So they might be keeping track of, you know, planetary movement each day and, and keeping up with that. They might just be noting um, their dreams and what detail they can remember and uh, recall you know, from, from the dream state. You might be uh, writing and reaffirming affirmations. So there's all kind of ways to, to go at it to um, address 
journaling. Just be, the more serious you are about it, the more committed you are to it, uh, you, you're going to find the more um, specific and more detailed your journal will become, the more information you'll begin to incorporate within your journal, and even business ideas and creative notions. Um, I capture often first in my, in my journal. So it's important to document your journey. Absolutely. We are certainly yes, grateful um, for you. Thank you for your participation. Go ahead, Eon. Um, I was going to say that um, for me, um, when we look at certain things happening, when we experience certain things, we have to try to be mindful. Um, especially when it presents itself in the essence of some form of uh, retribution or, or justice, okay, being carried out. Uh, in Ephraim, one of the things I really admire about Shango, uh, uh, you know, the acts that he carried, right? It's a double-edged act. So, as we're going through things in life, we want to try to remember to always, not just in, in remaining humble, but the grace, right? The grace that we would like to see. The grace that we would like to receive from people when we're not quite making the right decisions, when we're just learning, when we're getting our feet wet a little bit and trying to get our footing, right? The grace that we would like to receive must be reflected by the grace that we give it. Because all of us have gone through things or have been through a point in time in our lives where we have not been the best version of ourselves because Mm -hmm. we're all working Mm -hmm. to grow into that. We're all working to get to that point. So the movement in our journey, in our walk, we have to remember to be willing to give the grace that we want to receive. Because remember, just as Shango got the actual, that double-edged act, we have to understand that the way that spirit works, when it works, it's truth. Truth is truth. So when we're looking at retribution, when we're looking at justice, when we're looking at um, the making of things right, okay, we want to keep in mind that that, that double-edged act swings both ways, okay? Yes, you're going to encounter people that are going to be wicked, that are going to do bad things, that may be outside of character, um, that may be outside of the line of what you know to be good character, what you know to be a decent human being. It doesn't mean that they're going to stay in that moment, just like you've had those moments. We've all had those moments. And we're not guaranteed to stay there. There are choices that we need to make, but we must be mindful for what we see or what we may see as justice or retribution. Because there are things that we have, there are things that we have done, there are actions that we have taken, there are words that we have, that have been destructed. We've all done it. So we have to be away in the seeking of justice and the seeking of retribution. Although in that moment, the cause may be noble, that the action may feel righteous, we have to remember we all have those moments. We have to 
women and lead them in that moment so they can get their lessons, so they can get their growth. And maybe, just maybe, it's the most possible fit to meet you later on at a better place, a better space. But we just have to be mindful of what we see or what we may think may want to happen. Or, oh, did I do that? Or maybe if I thought, let's not do that, because we must remember the act always wins both ways. Always. It always always swings both ways. Um, Indeed. Um, It's just amazing to me how what I see, what I hear, what I speak, what I say, (laughs) even behind the scenes, even unknown to the greater community, only to see that manifest, that answer, oh, time, be Right, right in your face. <laughs> you know what I mean. But we, um, you know, have inherited, unfortunately, so much ego and carnality and, and selfishness and and self pride and 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 false ego and, and seeking ego. You know, uh, in places where you know we should be seeking to build strength and build power. Um, that we often are only focused in on aspects of the work that don't require us looking at ourselves, you know, and indeed that's where the work is. That's where the work begins. That's where the work has its its foundation. Uh, we have about a 40 minutes in the show. I'm certainly grateful for everyone being here, everyone's participation uh, and support of the show. I invite your questions, comments. Request our call-in number is area code 845-277-9143, 845-277-9143. When you're ready with your question, comment, or request, do press the number one on your telephone keypad. I'll be more than happy to unmute your mic. Something else I wanted to say, too, um, in response to uh, both uh, Craig and, and the other person, um, Emotion is very low on the vibratory spectrum of energy. There's a great deal of emotion that is connected to physicality, that is connected to earth, that's connected to our humanness. And in, in, in all intents and purposes, it's not some of our most higher vibrating energy. So, um, you know, we take emotion even with the, with a grain of salt. E- even our own emotion, and then clarify the root of our emotion. And, and when we're looking at mental health and and imbalances created by other traumas, you know that that infuse themselves in in mental health, then we most certainly can't trust emotion. Uh, that that's why we have people with anger issues. That's why we have people with depressive issues sadness issues, and, and you get stuck in a particular mode of operation, and, and then instead of a rose-colored glass, your glasses are colored by that emotion that you are operating in, that you're sitting in. And that's another reason why I strongly support keeping a journal. You'll find how fluid uh, and transitory and fickle emotion can be uh, if you're someone who's kept a journal over any length of time and just gauge what is of importance to you 
yesterday versus what's important to you today. You know, what was important to you in the past versus what's important to you, you know, at a particular age, you know, now, you know, in the present. So emotion can indeed play games. People can fall in love and be enamored by, you know, then that's going to affect and color what they see, what they hear, what they perceive. You know, ask any woman who's ever been in love. Ask any mother who's ever loved a child who's done something really, really horrible, you know, the kind of games. Your own emotion, well-intentioned emotion, can play on your ability to sort of operate from your higher octaves, your higher vibratory, vibratory centers, where your wisdom rests, where your experience coupled with wisdom, coupled with your ability to be intuitive to something higher than yourself kicks in. You know, because just because you're 50, 60, 70, that means you are just getting by on your experience and your wisdom. But you've also learned, hopefully, at, by that age to be more intuitive when spirit sees things that you can't see and understand. You know, when spirit says, halt, stop, make a left, you know, make a right, make a change. So um, I see emotion to some degree as a bit of a weakness when it's not kept in its uh, appropriate perspective, if, if that makes sense, old child. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I would say this. Everyone has to understand that we all have gifts. We all have talent. Um, yes, some more so than others, depending on your family, your purpose, your destiny. Um, the key is to always seek the highest, the better version of yourself. We must be mindful that as we are going through this experience of life, of humanity, that we all are going to fall short. There is not one person walking this plane that is without fault, that is without mistakes, that has it all figured out. Um, let's just be mindful that is, as much as we look to others, uh, that we also look inward to be the change as well as create the changes that we seek outside of ourselves. A lot of time it starts from within. And that um, we absolutely need to be mindful of our thoughts, actions, words, thoughts, mainly because they, they are the precedent to everything else that follows. Um, and also um, to look for commonalities uh, when, you know, communicating and it's not uh, to be... Look for commonality, but appreciate the differences. Everyone serves a purpose. Everybody has a role to play. Um, and we also got to be mindful of those that are seeking validation, are seeking validation in their power, seeking validation in their strength. And uh, just be able to recognize those moments, acknowledge them, but not see too much into it and let them know they have to be on their path to speak. And they have to be always constantly looking to evolve, to meditate. It's going to take work, and sometimes it's just not going to feel good. My path is not every day, babies, roses, and all of that stuff. Some days I get up, and I just want to walk around spinning in the, in the circle with my middle finger up. That's wish. real. I wish. You know? You know what I'm saying? That's real. Do I have the luxury of doing that? Yeah. No, because it's not going to change anything. 
It all depends on whether I'm going to allow my emotions and the actions of others to dictate and direct my path, how I feel, what I do, what comes out, what goes in, what comes back, all of that stuff. We have got to be willing to do the work for ourselves. Sometimes minding our business is the best thing we can do for ourselves and anybody else. Listen, big mama. My grandma used to say, if you spend 12 hours minding your business and 12 hours staying the heck out of everybody else, and you got 24 hours to deal with yourself. Okay, and, and big mama used to say, sweep around your own dope step. And, and, and when we think about, again, the, the, you know, people who are just in a rush to be bishops and elders and, and ministers and practitioners and, and psychics and tarot readers, you know, sweep around your own doorstep. There are just too many people in social media who need all and every bit of the healing that they claim they offer in other people. And, and it's so screaming obvious to those of us who indeed are elders, who are indeed, um, you know, veterans in, in, in our journey of, of self-healing and of, of the healing of others. It's just amazing to me how quickly we are in a rush to take on, I'm putting it in terms you all might understand, to take on other people's toxic energy. You're inviting yourself to take on other people's sickness, other people's disease, other people's toxic energies. Okay? And unlike going to visit your doctor, your psychologist, you know, when it comes to voodoo, ifa, ministry, religion, you know, people are seeking to deposit that energy into our very vessel, into our body. Oh, oh, they want to grab your hand. They will shake your hand. You know, we were, you know, all those handshaking ceremonies we used to do back in the day in church. Girl, I don't. Today, uh-uh. You hard pressed touch me <laughs> in, in the environment. You know, and, and the sharing of that toxicity. Now, there is a relative truth to the sharing of our pain, the sharing of our energy. We learned that, you know, as humans. We learned that as enslaved, you know, people. You know, we took on the pain of the group because often not doing so could have caused harm or danger to the group. You know, that sharing tool go disappear, you know, go missing, you know, they might kill three or four slaves in the process of getting somebody to admit, you know, who sold that tool. So the sharing of pain, again, was something that we learned to do through trauma, but we didn't learn to gain uh, access to the more healthy uh, skills necessary for how to address the trauma. And, and if we did, we had to hide it, we had to conceal it, we had to mask it. We certainly couldn't do so right out in the open. The greatest concern was our physical ability to work, sick or not. Our greatest concern was our physical ability to work because we could have otherwise and would have otherwise been tortured nonetheless. You know, a part of the pathology of of the oppressive mind is, you know, we fake sickness to get out of work. We, we, We did all kind of things to indeed upset work, upset the actions and, and, and the um, activities of, of a plantation. Uh, but indeed, you know, you all have been in pain. You all have been, been sick before. You know, indeed, when you're sick, you're sick. 
And so we've, we've learned how to sort of come together in pain, how to trauma bound, you know, how, how to trauma bond, create relationships, friendships over trauma. You know, I, that was me back in the day, runaway kid on the street, homeless. You know, you bond with other runaway traumatic kids on the street. You, you, you bond with everybody else that's in the shelter. You, you bond with everybody else that's where you are, you know, in your pain. We see trauma bonding in the projects. We see trauma bonding in the inner city. We, we see trauma bonding in, in some of these housing complexes and, and communities that's got one way in and one way out and a fence around it, you know, and, 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 and the whole place takes on the same feel, the same aroma, the same character. Uh, so sweep around your own doorstep is something Big Mama used to say. Clean up your own front yard. You know, clean, sweep down your own stoop first. You know, get, get rid of what's inside your house first before you start worrying about cleaning up, you know, what's in my house. And so when we think about metaphysics, psychics, practitioners, ATR, in a social media context, that's on the lower end of things, of priority in terms of what we're seeing being promoted. It's primarily ego. It's primarily either about the ego of the, of the service provider and the ego of the person that they're trying to draw in to be a part of that, their service, to access that and support their service. They're often feeding your, your, your ego needs, feeding to your inner carnality, a need to be, you know, young and beautiful, a need to be rich, you know, uh, a need to be in love with someone who's probably inaccessible to you, you know, as opposed to feeding those real inner uh, needs that build your own empowerment, that truly build your own ashe, that truly build your own force as a independent healer, practitioner, you know, moving forward in, in your more mature years. And, and I agree with the Maasai tribe in East Africa. I agree with many ethnic groups, the Bambara, you know, in West Africa, you know, who, who say that we don't mature until 35. You know, we have 16 and 18 and 21 here in America. Uh, but they consider maturity 35 and older. Otoon, remember the 35 and up? Club, do they still have 35 and up bars? Has that gone gone with the? No, with the they still have it. They still have from here, but the areas that they in. They're not so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not so good. Yeah, yeah. But um, I believe we mature really. You, you know, your frontal cortex on your brain is not really coming into full maturity until your thirties. You know, and so to then be ministers, teachers, preachers, um, you know, I'm on the fence about teachers. You know, we might need some young, energetic 20-year-olds, you know, to work with kindergartners and preschoolers and toddlers and elementary school kids and chase folks around the playground, you know, uh, figuratively speaking. But, um, you know, spirituality is a serious business. Your head is a serious business. Your ori. You know, it's a serious business. Labe Ted is a serious business, you know. And with the, the laundry list of complaints that we have about these organized systems, I'm talking about ATR. You know, we have to take more mature, 
protocols and how we operate within these traditions, what we will sit and entertain in terms of watching it, promoting it with our like, promoting it with our our share, promoting it with our comment in social media, you know, as opposed to just deleting it outright and and ignoring it in the block, and then uh, teaching this to those around us so that another generation doesn't come up behind us, suggesting that we did not leave any knowledge of these traditions to them, as was done for many of us uh, from the 50s and the 60s and the 70s. I will say this, um, and then I'm not going to address this anymore. Uh, please understand that the time that we get here, and almost all of you do, the people that have been watching the Bible for years and have been supportive of him and, and, and even the accepting of me coming in over the last month. And so um, we take this very seriously. Divine takes it seriously. Baba Lawyer takes it seriously. And I take it seriously. I take my spirituality and myself very seriously. Okay. Um, we are coming here to share knowledge, to grow, to learn, to build as a collective. And to be a light, to be a voice, to be a help, to be of service to those that may feel they need a little guidance, they have questions, they're not quite sure who they can ask without feeling ostracized or looked at as odd or any kind of uh, different way. Okay. Um, and we have practitioners here of all walks. There's no one step path that you have to be to be a viewer, to be a part of this family or anything like that, just have a firm understanding that this is love, this is light, um, this is guidance, and this is very serious to us. We laugh, we uplift, we for all of that, but when we get down to the meat of it, this is serious. We are here talking about life and spirituality. This is not Harry Potter. We're not going to swap magic stories. There is no Wingardium Leviosa. That is not what we do here. What we do here is sacred. What we do here is love. What we do here is powerful. We are not clowns. That's why women brothers went away. So we are going to share here. We're going to grow here. But there are no magic stories to swap there, Alpine. There is no wow. What kind of sparks did you see flying up? That's not what we do here. I've watched your comments go from one section to the other. And I appreciate you here. I just want you to be clear and understand what we do and what we do not. Okay? So we appreciate you. I need you to wear that in though. Thank you. I love you guys. Thank you for your support, your guidance, and I feel thank you for digging in and pushing and giving all of your best love and advice and I felt you all the way from here, honey. But um to keep things moving. Yeah. We love what we do here and we serious about it and we now come play play. So I say it with a smile, but please know you have to understand there's a time and a place for everything and a place for crowning. They'll never be here. I will not allow it. Okay. All is a blessing, the queen. 
has spoken. Um, you know, it's she, she couldn't have said it any better. We, we absolutely take what we do very seriously. Um, we're not here to be entertaining. Though there are, you know, people of a particular ilk who, like myself, who find documentaries very entertaining, who find spirituality and religion very entertaining, who find culture entertaining. You know, I like National Geographic. I like the zoo. I like the Smithsonian Institute. I find it very entertaining. And indeed, I find Congress Square and ceremony and, and ritual and very entertaining. However, you know, what entertainment means in the dynamic of social media is a very different thing. And as I described, you know, some of you were around back in the day of, of Yahoo 360, MySpace, you know, Block, Block Talk Radio, and it's, yeah, and it's, and it's youth, youth, youth years, you know, back in the, in the early 2000s, uh, maybe even earlier. Uh, this could have and would have been a, a free-for-all back then. And indeed, the opportunity for me to just embarrass people, um, to, to, you know, clown you for what you don't know, uh, that's what they did back in 2005, you know, in, in Yahoo 360. Uh, and, and, it, and it got really ugly. You know, sometimes it was the blacks against the Hispanics. Sometimes it was the Lukumi against the Nago. You know, sometimes it was all the Yoruba community against the, the, the wannabe witches. Uh, of course, there was the Hebrew Israelites, you know, and, and, and the uh, the comedic community. And the Dr. York children was prominent, you know, but back in that day. And it was often a free for all. There were very few who were able to ever disseminate any real information, any real contextual information that you could study, read, learn, go back and research, come back to it again, that survived sort of that period of social media. Very few, and I don't want to start naming love, naming names, but there are very few. I might have slipped on one just then, but, but very few who survived that, that time period. You know, I'm one of them, you know, and for the most part, that whole energy has gone away. You don't see those kind of debates as much anymore. You don't sort of see that kind of back and forth as much anymore. Even in TikTok, which is very surprising to me, um, I'm not seeing a whole lot of, you know, heated debating like we did. You know, I think people begin to realize how um, important, you know, something that I used to say often. You know, if indeed Europe is going to survive, um, then they have to be supportive of ATR, all of ATR. If indeed Voodoo is going to survive, it has to be supportive of ATR, all of ATR, and we can't debate one path, one ethnic cultural tradition, you know, to another in terms of which is more powerful, which is easier to get into, you know, which one is going to, you know, bring me my carnal desires and needs faster than the, you know, than the other ones. I'm grateful to say I'm seeing our community really grow out of that, really grow beyond that. Now, do we still have, you know, an immature segment to our community, irregardless of age, but just an immature segment to our community um, that is still looking, you know, to stick pins and voodoo dolls, you know, to curse their you know, boyfriend into blind love and, and madness. 
you know, uh, into, you know, bringing them instant success and luck and, and money, you know, and wealth, but they can't add one and one together. They can't keep a budget. They aren't willing to show stewardship to God and to the ancestors for a blessing of, of wealth, of financial wealth. We, we can't go back to those days, nor will we. And as an actor, a professional actor and cultural performer and, and sometimes back, professional background artist, a, a, a phrase that I coined, PIVA, professional expert, background artist, I have plenty of room for entertainment, plenty of room for comedy, there's space for humor, there, there are profiles and, and destinations you can go in social media when you just want to feel good, when you just want to chuckle, when, when you just want to see some skin, you know, whatever that might be. But as my cousin said, this ain't that place, this ain't that room, this ain't that space. You, you might and let's be clear, uh, Love 77, no, honey, I wasn't talking about you and what you said about the YouTube. I know you wasn't referring here. Um, what I want, uh, what I want here is that I in no way seek to, um, I don't want anyone to feel unwelcome or, uh, or misunderstood or unsupported or anything of that nature. But what I want to be clear is that when you come here, you're not dealing or speaking with people that are stupid, okay? I will answer your questions. I will encourage you. I will uplift you. But while you're talking to me, make no mistake that my re is razor sharp. So whatever kind of BS a person may be trying to hide in the background, oh, please believe me, my cousin, my cousin divine and Baba Aloye, or we see you. You're not going to come up in here trying to ask questions like you want to know something, then slide over and be saying this and that later. If I, I see and I wasn't referring to you, Love 77. I was referring to the other person that was commenting who I don't see him anymore. So I guess he's removed. But I wanted it to be clear that we're, we're going to answer questions. We're here to help. We're here to be a service. Because ultimately, that is the job of a priest, period, is to be of service. But I also want it clear that I'm not going to be toyed with. I'm not here for that. And, and if you press me and I, and I give you grace to kind of back on up, and you still want to jump around and pop your chest out, then I'm going to take my little pen and I'm going to pop that bubble and I'm going to sit you down because that's not what we're doing. You're not going to go from one spectrum to the other and bring yourself up in here under the guise of wanting to know when you're really just seeking attention because you have money issues and maybe you just dressed there too long. I don't know. But popping up in here, in one minute you act like you're speaking, and the next minute you want everybody to think that you're the all-powerful eyes. Yeah, because my mama was a white witch. From where, boy? Money? Right. Or back? Right. Back. And oh, so we're not going to do that here. And I'm not going to let it go for so long. I, I, I just don't have it in me to do that. The women in me, the constant drawn in me is going gonna, is gonna to cut that. Oh, and we're not doing it. I love y'all. I love me too much. I love my cousins too much to allow their gifts and allow what we do here and the sanctity and the Based on which the divine prince has created to be toyed with, clowned, or fooled. Maybe you ain't tricking nobody in here. Your mama was a white witch. Of Narnia, fire. We're not born that here. This isn't Harry Potter. This ain't Harry Potter. Come on, man. No, 
then I'm not going to do that here. And I'm going to make it clear. I'll give you as much grace as possible. But say that. I get you together. I you know what clear. gets me, Otani? Hold on. What gets me, Otani, is people take me at face value. I've been accused of being mean. I've been accused of being uh, too serious. I've been accused of being just over-aggressive. And what y'all don't understand is out of, out of this trio here, me, Otan, and Oloye, I, I'm the most sensitive and the softest and the most forgiving. And, and I'm telling you now, like she said, often we see you coming. We see you at the gate. We see you when you enter the room. If you don't already know, when we do this little webcam thing, it's a little private chappy going on in the background. We didn't already talk about you. Yeah, we and we talking and we typing at the same time. We didn't already peeped you out. Usually I've already predicted why they're here, only for you to, you know, two sentences later, say exactly what I said. <laughs> you know, so like she said, her her third eye open, honey. It's on fire. It's on point. We see you. And I can't tell you how many times I've let people stay in a room that she or my cousin would have otherwise had me to mute you or or block you from the room altogether. I didn't annihilate you, beloved. You annihilated yourself. I I speak no angst with no one here. Any of the people, any of the listening or watching family that has been a part for a certain amount of time, know that we always seek to uplift. Well, why do you feel upset, baby? That's a, that's for you and your therapist to figure out, okay? But I'm going to tell you here that right there. See, what we're not going to do is no veil threat there because my appendix is just fine. My ancestors sit weights and snatch weeds. You better watch your mouth. I don't care about your feelings. What you don't want to do on this birthday or yakabiyaki or shango bit is to talk that talk when you know you can't walk that walk. I don't care. Let me take some condom down, baby boy. Fuck your feelings. Don't you come at me like that. Why do you feel upset? I don't know. Why is the sun yellow? Why are the clouds white? Don't play with me, little boy. Get on back and go to your mama and Narnia, the white witch, and you go stay out and have her talk to you about your feelings. You need a couch and you need a hug, bro, because you're not going to get it here. Now, what I suggest you do is back up off me. Why do you feel upset? I don't care. Do something. Oh, yeah. And see, and see, again, normally I can take anything and I would let him stay in the room, but I'm not going to be responsible for uh, getting between Yami uh, <laughs> and Otan. And so I'd rather block you than have you piss my cousin off. Cause, uh, Why do I feel upset? What, who are you talking to? Yeah. Little boy, I'm older than who are you talking to? What you mean why you feel upset? And see, here's my thing. Why not support, why aren't you supporting your great Scottish rights? Why aren't you supporting your ancestral culture and tradition and investing your energy and your time in doing that? We saw you when you came. I, I saw you as a little disruption spirit, but I'm the type to let you talk. I'm the type to put out a, a fly trap. And let you just fly on in and get stuck. Yeah, that's the type that I am, you know. But once you start creating drama and getting my cousin all worked up, you got to move around. 
you gotta you gotta move around. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not worked up, but what I'm not trying to do, what people have to understand is I am in a position where I have to be mindful of my feelings. I have to be mindful of how far I go because I don't want who's walking with me to feel like anybody is a problem. See, that's something where I have to remain mine. But at the same time, I'm going to let y'all know I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you, but you're not going to come up here and clown. You're not going to come up here and disrespect my cousin, the work he's put in, and everything he's doing for the community and for our people is to get a clear understanding of ACR for everybody in the world spectrum. And the same goes for my other cousin, Barbara Lowe. And you're definitely not going to disrespect me. That's just not even possible. Okay? What I want you to understand is we are all walking the walk. We are, we are human. Am I perfect? Far from it. All I see is a greater understanding with the guidance and instruction of all of the minds. But please believe, see, this is, this is where people got to get uh, a clear understanding when it comes to spirituality. Okay? I don't care if you, you, you follow Christianity, Islam, Kifaz, or Zoom, or Kanzu, whatever. Okay? You will not find a spiritual book that instructs you to be nice. Nice is complicit. I'm not nice. I have good character. Meaning, when you see me and I see you and you greet me and you say good morning and I say good morning back, that's not being nice. That's having good character because my mother raised me to be polite. She raised me correct. She raised me that you greet people when you walk into the room. See, we got to understand certain words in this language that was created to keep us complicit and docile because I want everybody to understand clearly if I tell me why it didn't for him or just dummy is I have good character but I am not I will respect you because I expect that in return and I will give it because I think I will give grace because that's what I seek I will give love and upliftment and encouragement because that is ultimately the blessings of which I want to see return back to me. But that is not being nice. That is having good character. We've got to get an understanding of the grasp of some of these words that's meant to contain who we are. We've got to get an understanding of that. So for those listening, that felt the kind of way or, or felt a little disheartened by how I may have felt or reacted to that person. My intention was not for you to feel that way, but I want you to have a clear, concise understanding of who I am because I love you all and I encourage you all, but you're not going to clown me. You're not going to disrespect my cousin. You're not going to clown my cousin's work and, and, and everything that he's putting forth in the sacred space here. I'm going to defend that. And sometimes the defense is going to be ugly. And sometimes it's going to hurt, but she will be okay. I just want to keep spreading love and uplift us in this moment. Because that's what this is all about. It's all about love. And families ain't going to always get along. Sometimes we're going to have to roll up that paper and pop you on the back of your neck and sit you down so you get your mind right. And then you can come back. You can come back at a later time. I want him bad, bad. Come on back. Let's talk. Let's talk. If you want to wait till we have a movie day, you want to talk about the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe, we can do that too. 
but I want us to all be appropriate. What they say, uh, divine everything. And be what it is about you know our sacred spaces that that people always feel they have to come into and control dominate violate you know color with with, with their own ideals and, and, and personalities particularly when we're talking about ourselves our own ethno-cultural family of you know traditions uh, i just don't get it uh, i don't um that's probably not entirely true either. I probably do understand. I just don't want to believe, you know, as many of us don't want to believe that, you know, wisdom still exists in the world and that there are those who would otherwise still seek, you know, to maintain the status quo, you know, as it would be, as it is. So I'm grateful for you, beloved. I am. I'm grateful for you sometimes saying what I get tired of saying or saying in a way that I sometimes can't say or just saying sometimes in a way that's differently to how I might say it. But I certainly um, appreciate you and, and, and many others, uh, Enzo, Khalifa, Arisha, uh, many, Al- Allison Live again, uh, the Goddess Initiative, Shamafia Rothschild, Love 77, of course, those who are with us so yes, frequently. Indeed. Yeah, who are with us so regularly and so. Uh, Neo Fife Okur, I haven't seen him today. He was missed. Neo Fife Okur, um, I still haven't yeah. checked out with Hoodoo Occultism. So I still don't know what's going on with him and his family either. Um, there are actually a few people who are kind of in and out here of late. And we acknowledge, you know, you all have a lot on your plate right now with the pandemic. Some of you all have school-age children. I understand what you all are going through right now. You know, some of y'all want to rush your kids back. Some of you don't. You know, some of you need more information. Some of y'all need some kind of protection. I I get it. You know, I'm grateful not to have children. You know, I'm grateful my mother is no longer teaching in the public school system. You know, um, and I can always limit, you know, who comes and goes from the temple space here. Oh, and let me say, as I've said so many times before, please, please, I know it's summertime and y'all doing family reunions and vacations and the girls' trips and the weddings and all that kind of stuff, but don't have so much fun and get lax and forget that we got variants out here. Lamb, Delta variant, you cannot just show up at the house of the divine prince, five posters and hoodoo central and, and expect that not only am that I'm going to just readily give you an appointment last minute unannounced uh at this stage in the game and in all humor and sincerity i'm not even answering the door at this stage in in the pandemic game the door now answers itself uh and you can leave a message i will certainly see you you'll be caught on video uh hey thank you for stopping by you know, depending on your message, I might even start posting them to social media. I don't know. But, no, don't just show up and you haven't emailed me and established an appointment time and day with me. Don't do that. And, and many of you are showing up with no mask, whole family with no mask, you know, no offerings for the ancestors. You know, we have protocols we acknowledge 
you know, around these parts. Um, so please email me, Divine Prince at houseofthedivineprince.com. Well in advance of your coming to town to see me. Town from out of town to see me two weeks or more, I should have an email request letting me know that you're coming, when you're coming, unless you're coming for on an emergency. And even then, you still need to email me way ahead of time, way ahead of time, and be prepared to follow urgent care protocols. Don't just show up in town. Many of you have heard Jazz Fest has been canceled, so there won't be no Jazz Fest again this year. We'll be jazzing and festing in place again this year, no Jazz Fest. So many of you, I know, already got your non-refundable tickets, already got your non-refundable Airbnbs and whatnot. And, and I support that. Y'all are still going to come. And then old time, they're going to drive all over town looking for what bars are open, what venues are open, what, what, where they can go, what they can do. Just don't show up at my door <laughs> thinking you're going to come in the same day within a couple of hours without having let me know. My schedule just don't allow for it. SOS and my commitments to SOS and getting this newsletter out. I ain't got time for that. And so I felt guilty because, you know, you don't know who it is. Is it Oton at my door? Is it Merlene at my door? Is it Denise at my door? You know, so now yeah, I'm coming because I like to eat. You're going to have to have some food and I'm sucking stuff out your garden. It's going to be a whole bunch of stuff. You're going to know what I'm talking I might not even have my hair did. I might not even have my wig on. You know, my face might not even be together. And then you got to, I cracked the door. Some of y'all have been, been through this with me. Uh, do you have an appointment? Yeah. And, and mind you, I got a sign on my door. All of y'all have seen it. I've posted the pictures by appointment only. And it has my website, which, which not only connects you to my email, but has a contact form on it. And when you fill out the contact form on my website, GoDaddy automatically emails that contact form to me. So, so just like uh, Oton and her third eye with people coming into the chat, I got third eye too with, with tourists and people coming into town, and people will say anything to see me. People will create any kind of scenario to make it happen, you know, <laughs> okay, to make it happen, only to have me say, uh, don't this sign say by appointment only. You know, if, if you didn't know before you got here, now it's on the door. Don't you, don't you see the sign? You know, so now I don't have to do that. So I'm, a, a quick plug out to Ring Security. Yeah, I now have Ring. So if I'm here, I might talk at you. Hey, boo, I'm not available. I'm not coming to the door. I might talk at you. But if I don't respond, I'm probably in a reading, in a ceremony. Uh, leave a message. And I probably won't have time to respond to the message because they will be video messages. Go back to your hotel. If you're staying for two, three, four, five days, send me an email. You know, what gets stuck in my crawl, O-Ton, is what time is it? It's 2.03, right? Um, it's 2.15. I'm at your door. I have to be at the airport in four hours. Can we have an appointment? No. No. No, 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 no. No to the no, you know. 
That's what I'm talking about, girl. That's what I'm talking about. So don't do that. Don't patty the bell on them. Yeah, that, don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Luther, Luther, honey. No, Luther. Luther will get No. Yeah. Go Luther on them. Okay. No, 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 they can hear who's at the door. They hear the back and forth. They hear me saying, listen, I got to go. I can't talk to you. The clients hear that, and it's really disrespectful. And if I was having this church, y'all wouldn't walk in in the middle of T.D. Jakes and, inter- and interrupt the sermon and ask T.D. Jakes to come down out that pulpit and hold hands in prayer with you, you know, because you got to be on the highway in, in two hours. <laughs> to get back to St. Louis. You, no. Come on, y'all. Come on. We've got to show Boo the same respect that y'all been showing the church for centuries. we got to show Ephah the same degree of respect y'all been showing the synagogue for centuries and, and, and the Catholic saint sanctuaries for centuries. we we got to show... And you can't look at it sideways when we demand it. No. No. My mom is too many things, honey. <laughs> I was like, is she dabbing in the comments? I had to look at the little ghost. <laughs> the, the, the chat right now has me so weak because I almost fell out. <laughs> almost yeah. fell out my chair. Yeah. Oh, man, I love yeah. y'all. I love y'all. I yeah. love y'all. Right, this is just what we needed. Do you see how, how the ugly turned into love, light, and laughter? Look at that. You see what I'm saying? I, I love y'all. Y'all are so awesome. Even I, as, I love y'all for supporting even, my cousin, for uplifting him, and being here for those who have been long-term watchers and followers. You're appreciated. You are much appreciated. Even at the comedy club, honey, no heckler allowed. Okay, and if anybody's going to do any heckling, for sure it's going to be Otan or me. Oh, and I'm nasty with it. Listen, listen. <laughs> I'm BX born and raised, baby. You do not want it with the Bronx. I can rip through you. Oh, I got jokes. I got jokes. So we can go there. But it has to be the proper time and place. It does. I I just don't want this to be that kind of platform. Again, it takes me back, you know, 20 years in terms of social media. Uh, Are we really going to have that kind of setup? And, And we're not willing to do it for life. Exactly. This is actual. See, people come up in here and they think everything's supposed to be a game and a joke. This is not something Russell Simmons created. This ain't death porch, no. death spirituality. This ain't death jam spirituality. We're not doing that here. This is not a stand-up act. This, it, yes, we have fun here. We talk, but that's part of being family. So this is real, real business. Here. Let this me be working. clear. It would be gross. Let right. me be clear. It would be to our advantage to read y'all in a half a dozen languages, every show. Because this, the greater community loved that. My ratings would go through the roof. Honey, when they bombed, remember they bombed our show about a month ago? A whole team of them came through. My, my ratings went through the roof. My ratings went through the roof. So people would love to hear Oton 
eat y'all up and spit y'all out every show. People would love to hear me read y'all as my mama would tell you, I really know how to do. I am very well disciplined on my best behavior. <laughs> when I'm in this platform. So I look forward to connecting with you all again. Uh, uh, ooh, I don't want to tell no lies. I want to say Wednesday at high noon. I'm looking at my Hi, calendar. Michael. It's something missing from my calendar. I'm doing Someone got that baby listening to me. He keeps saying hi, but he okay. don't know that we can't see him. So I want to say hi to little Michael. So DeAndre Pierre, tell Michael and say hi, Michael, from Ozone. Thank you for listening, beloved. It starts young. Bring them. Yeah. Let them learn. Let them grow. Our children can teach us stuff sometimes. Oh, you're not the only one. I don't want to call out anybody's business, but we have other mothers in the room that's got their kids with them. Uh, we got... <laughs> Who are they? Hello, all the, all the young people listening, well, I'll, listening I'll, to your I'll, mothers and your parents. I'll call one. That's the Goddess Initiative, because I know she don't care. Uh, now, remember, Goddess Initiative was pregnant, had her baby, came to New Orleans, and still be listening to the show every day. So, don't play well, with Well, look at this. See, I didn't know that. Hey, yeah. sis. Oh, you with your baby listening? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Next level. Get that. That's right. Get these, let these babies recognize their gifts early. Get them that connection Kind of right. The almost Indians. The almost Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The almost yeah, Indians prepared this place for us. centuries but before our arrival. Congo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our hosts, the almost Indians, they pushed aside our hosts. The colonizers came and pushed aside our hosts and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Le Place de Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment, but nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life. 
which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square, Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat. Be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drum. Heart beat. Heart beat. Heart beat at this place. At this place. Be heart beat. Be we beating place in new world space. Beating, being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace. Our dance is the God walk. Our music, the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together. Circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end. Connected together and singing, ringing, Singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be bonza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy, must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate, whip out of us. But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, Deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. A sun 
day. I feel. I feel. Without shade. But dark. Dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades. Eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to beat, to be. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember. To beat, to be, beat Congo Square, be Congo Square, beat, be, beat, be. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.